What's up, guys? Welcome back to the pod. Yep, we got intro music. We got music, baby. We got it. Shout out to CG. Hitting us up. The goat sent it to me personally. Oh yeah, he he gave us a little he gave us a little help on. We're that. tight like that. Oh yeah, we're getting him on the pod here shortly. <laughs> don't 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 you worry about that. Folks. Don't you hold us to no. that either. No oh, no, don't do that. But uh, yeah, welcome <laughs> back, Noah Jensen, D'Angelo Starks here, the Jen no, and Jello show. Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Pistons sort of struggling right now. Uh, some trades that have went down. New playoff format being talked about in the NBA. Might touch on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Yahoo report that came out. Uh, I have a couple things to, to say about that. And some Oscar noms. Noah's fired Oscars, up. Yeah, about Oscars, a few things yeah, today. Yeah, about a few things. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Oscars on Sunday. But yeah, let's start off with the Pistons. They drop another one last night, or I guess this would be uh, Sunday if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, they play again tonight on Monday. Probably, probably drop that one too. So, whoever they play, they're gonna they're gonna lose to them. They're, with, they're with, the, with the way they're with the way Stan is playing this team right now, uh, it's not good. The rotations is what I really have an issue with. Uh, I don't think, like. I don't think it's a problem that we have Blake Griffin on the team. I don't think he is the issue. I mean, he's like, he's getting 18 shots a game. He was 10-18 last night. Yeah, he was 0-3. He had 20 points and four boards, four assists. Uh, he did have six turnovers, which is an issue that um, I believe he had that uh, a little bit of a turnover problem in L.A. anyways when we acquired him. But losing Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley wasn't the issue. We were losing games with them. Um you bring in Blake Griffin, gives us a little spark. We go on a little win streak. And now Stan is just using lineups right now that I don't really understand. I mean, Luke Kennard gets six minutes last night in a game where they're losing by 20-plus the entire time. Uh, they they were down, what was it, 24 at the half, it looks like. You're down 24 at the half, and you play your first-round draft pick for the last six minutes of the game. That's weird. And you don't, you're not giving him any run to see what's going on. Yeah, uh, he said in the, in the post game that he hasn't been really getting much out of the two guard spot with Langston Galloway or Luke Kennard. But he gave Langston 12 minutes and he went 0 for 4 and 0 for 3. Uh, plus minus really doesn't matter in this situation because Luke had a plus 14 but did nothing but have an assist. So I'm not really going to touch on that. But I just I don't understand the the moves that we're making. I mean we have a we have Jameer Nelson. We traded for Jameer Nelson. I get the trade. You're lo- you're getting rid of Willie Reed after the domestic violence stuff came up. I understand why you wanted to unload him and you wanted to bring in a veteran point guard. But the 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 problem with this team isn't the the point guard spot. I mean you have you can you can play bikes at the backup point guard spot. He's solid. I mean he had 12 points last night. Uh, Galloway can get some run at the one. You're just not getting. You're not giving your your first round draft pick any minutes, and it doesn't make any sense with uh, the fact that you need shooting on the floor. I mean, they were four of eighteen from three, and Ish Smith was one of those four threes that they that they hit. Ish Smith and Stanley Johnson, two of the worst three point shooters in the NBA, <laughs> have were the only were had had half of the three pointers made yesterday in this game, and yeah. That that's not the that's not the uh, the whole issue here, but when you need shooters on the floor and you're keeping your best shooter on the squad on the bench the entire game, until the last six minutes when you're being blown out, I don't understand what sort of what what you're going through. I mean, yeah, I think with Reggie going down, I think it really put him in a panic mode because he saw what this team was with Reggie, and Reggie is huge for this team. I mean, he's he plays a lot of hero ball. And a lot of fans don't like that. But the fact of the matter is, he we're only going to go as far as, as Reggie Jackson will take us. And Ish Smith, with it being our point guard now, isn't isn't going to be the guy. But yeah, I just I, Stan, just he, he I feel like he's panicking right now. He doesn't know what to do. Hopefully Reggie can come back in a couple weeks. But honestly, if this if this keeps up for the rest of the year, they miss out on the playoffs. They don't have their pick. I don't see a way that Stan can come back as the coach next year. I don't see how you can, um, how you can trust what he's going to do next year with the same. I mean, we have no flexibility cap cap wise. 
There's nothing we can really go out and do besides make more trades. Um, they're going to bring Reggie Bullock back on a good contract next year at two and a half mil. You're still going to have the Blake deal. You're still going to have the Andre deal. You're still going to have the Reggie deal on the books. You still have five mil. You're paying Josh Smith right now. So <laughs> at the moment, there's nothing really cap wise that you can really do to improve this team into the free agency market. So trading is the only thing you can do. And we're losing. We, we lost one of our players for next year in the LA deal by trading our top four protected pick. But I mean, hey, I don't know. They might be able to get that top four protected pick because of the way they're playing right now. They might as well just not win any more games because unless unless there's something wild that Reggie's going to do when he comes back, I think Reggie can maybe push them into the eighth spot. But I mean, what I mean, I'd like to see him get in the playoffs, so it's not a huge waste of that pick because it'll be about seventeen or eighteen instead of where it would be now. Is I think I think it's top ten right now with the way they've been playing. So I don't know. I I don't see how you can you can bring Stan back next year. I I wouldn't mind having him as uh, uh, having him in the front office still. He he's I don't think a lot of the moves he's made has been bad. Uh, the the Blake one obviously is questionable because of the contract. But listen, you like like he said when you have a guy like that and you have the ability to trade for somebody like that with the pieces that you gave up, it, it's hard. A lot of teams are are hard-pressed in the situation Stan was in to ever say no in that situation. And so, really, I don't know of what moves, besides the Jameer, the, the Jameer trade, trading trading for him, because I just I think it's a waste of a spot on the roster, and you're, it's a waste of six minutes you gave him last night, because in the minutes he played, he, he doesn't look like he can play NBA minutes anymore. But I just... I. I'd like to keep him around in the front office. I think he's really helped build this team to where it can be contenders. Because I mean, we have to remember when he was here, when he was brought in, this the the team was in a terrible situation with the roster they had, and Stan's been able to really uh, build this roster for his own. I think Andre's the only player on this team from when he uh, first came here. Yeah. Andre, uh, from what it is now, Andre's the only player on this team that, when he was here, is is still on the team. So that's how, that's that's where I'm at. Where I am on it, unless they make the playoffs, I don't think I don't think bringing Stan back is a good idea. You go out and find somebody that can uh, can change the culture a little bit. I feel like it's a lot of uh, it's very similar to the the Lions situation that we were in this year. Uh, you had Jim Caldwell, who really brought them to the playoffs in two of his four years, something that a coach has rarely been able to do in their tenure with the Lions, and changing the culture. But at a time, you at, at some point, you just have to realize that just making it to the playoffs isn't enough, mm-hmm. and you have to go out and get somebody else, which is what they did with Patricia. And hopefully, hopefully that helps out uh, in the long run. So I think it's sort of that situation. We're very thankful for what Stan has done for this team. I mean the way he's been able to bring us back from I mean the playoff appearance 2 years ago last year the Reggie trade or the Reggie injury really hurt us uh, a lot and bringing him back too early was was bad as well and everything that went on last year was tough and then this year the injuries again have gotten us but I just I maybe one more year as a head coach hopefully he can, uh, everybody can stay healthy but I just I would I wouldn't mind seeing a change uh, in the head coaching position, but like I said, I would like to I'd like to keep him in the front office because I think the front office has done very well in, in, in his tenure. So that's that's where I am on it. Um, I'll agree that the Luke Kennard stuff is a little weird. Like you take this guy early first round over rookie of the year Donovan Mitchell. Yes, and, that, that's uh, that's what that's what sucks even more right now uh, is that yes, I'm I'm defending I'm defending Luke Kennard for not getting any minutes while uh Donovan Mitchell's averaging 19 three and a half and three and a half over uh, yeah. Utah and bringing them to the playoffs it looks like in the West. I think they're they're probably going to miss out this year, but uh I definitely think I it, it it I like that Luke's on the team because at the time they needed shooting, but the fact that you missed on such a good athlete in in Donovan Mitchell who can do just about anything you want 
it, it's it's kind of crazy to me that that watching workouts you you kind of missed on that. You you wouldn't think that you'd be able to miss on it. And taking Malik Monk over him, which is Charlotte did, and Malik had a great night last night, going over five and over three in his he's six minutes of play. Struggling. Yeah, he's not he's not playing very solid. But yeah, that's I. It sucks that they don't have Mitchell. Uh, it sucks that they didn't draft Devin Booker. Uh, but it's it's where we are right now. Um, you can blame SVG for that, but he's definitely made moves that have helped this team out. Uh, and so, I just I, I like I said, I'd like I'd like to keep him in the front office. Head coaching position, on the other hand, that's something that if he comes back next year, fine. Hopefully, he can get a year without without it being injury riddled. And in, and if he doesn't come back, then I hope they can bring in somebody new. That's that's where I'm. Yeah, before the Blake trade, I was a firm believer of the Pistons blowing it up and kind of starting all over. But now you can't. You can't. You, you can't now because you just got a he's got a thirty million dollar contract. Yeah, like Blake's making a lot of money, second in the NBA only to Steph Curry. So you got to figure something out with this team. I don't know if getting a new coach. I don't know what what they have to do, but like. Luke Kennard should be playing more. I thought when they traded Avery Bradley, that was going to open the door for Luke Kennard playing more. I mean, but, every Pistons fan thought that you're moving the two guard that you've been starting and playing tons of, you've been giving yeah. tons of minutes to, and you would think, oh, this is opening up a spot for uh, Kennard, your rookie that you drafted, that you're going to give him a shot. Right. And he, I mean... I like Stanley on defense. I think he's a guy who can turn into something. I mean, he's definitely been playing better since the trade. I, mm-hmm. I do, I, I do like what we've been getting out of Stanley. But I mean, six minutes yeah. after you, I mean, that, that's just like Henry Allenson got more last night, and that, that's that, rough. Henry doesn't even Henry can barely get any run in games, and if it wasn't for it being a blowout, Luke Kennard would have got a did not play coach's decision, and I don't I don't understand what like. I don't understand Stan's reasoning for going from guy to guy to guy and giving them and throwing them in the doghouse and then not throwing them in the doghouse and then giving them a ton of minutes and then taking all their minutes away. I don't understand what sort of continuity you're going to get from your guys if you just keep shuffling everything around and not trying something. That's the thing. Luke Kennard's never going to be able to develop a rhythm when he might go a stretch of four games playing 20-plus minutes and then a stretch of four games playing six minutes or less, he's yeah. never going to be able to develop and he's a, a consistent and, and, rhythm with his shot. Yeah, and, and he's a shooter. That's yeah. that's what they drafted him for. They drafted him for shooting ability, and if you're not going to be, if, you, if you're if you not in rhythm at all, then what, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating. I, I, I was, I, I was a bit of a Stan apologist at the beginning of the year because of, you're just trying to figure out, uh, it, it was a, pretty it was it was a mostly the same team but you brought in Avery um you didn't have I don't believe Reggie started the year off with the team he might have I I, I can't remember about uh how his how his knee was at the beginning of the year he I, I think he actually did he did start the year off but with everything there was a couple new pieces I mean we had we've had our backup power forward center who was supposed to give us a lot of minutes off the bench and John Luer who's been out this year I don't know I I just, yeah, I, I'm, but since, but since the beginning of the season, I've been really seeing what Stan's been doing with his team, and it's not, it, it's not very good right now. And hopefully, Reggie's our saving grace. And that's sad to say that Reggie Jackson's gonna have to be this <laughs> in saving grace right now. But the Pistons do have a winning record with since or since the Blake trade, so that's a plus. They did win five in a row. Yeah, so, so that helps. Yeah, it helps. But, so, you're talking about changing a little bit. The NBA itself is thinking about changing one of their mm-hmm. their biggest constructs. And I like the idea. You don't like the idea very much. The NBA is thinking about changing the playoffs into just the top 16 teams in the league. And I love this idea, but I want you to, I want to hear why you d- don't. Like I get, I get why you'd want to like people want to do this. Uh, the East continually puts teams in the excuse me playoffs that are under five hundred or at the five hundred mark. I think when the Pistons made it 
two years ago they were 40 and 42. So <laughs> you're seeing teams get in there. Um, but I, I don't under like if we're not going to have con- like if we're not going to do it, then there should be like if it's just the top 16 teams, there should be no conferences then. The schedules, there should no division champions, nothing like that then. If, if this is going to be the case, because what's the point of that in the first place? I mean, really, you don't even play your division that much. I mean, you play, I think you play the teams in your division four times, four times. and everybody Peace. else in the East, you play three. So you're not really getting, like, I like I like we when we were talking about it earlier I was talking uh, I compared it to the MLB yes it's a 162 game schedule but you're playing a majority of your games almost mm-hmm. half of your games you're playing against your division yeah so that's 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 where I am on it uh, that's that's why I don't think like um, getting rid of the conferences wouldn't make any sense to me because there's like it, it's been it's been this way for so long. And there's mm. going to be times like yes, the East is down right now, and it's been down for for the the past eight ten years, but there could be a switch coming soon. Where I mean, mm. you have you have a lot of young teams in the East that are getting better, and so you could see a switch coming soon where the East may overtake the West. I I know when you have Houston and Golden State, it's hard to it's hard to really think about that, but you have a lot of teams coming up, and you could maybe see that happening. And then the Western Conference would complain about it being that you're going to get complaints no matter what you do. And I feel like if you just keep it how it is, like LeBron said, you can mess with the All-Star game because it's just an All-Star game. Like It it doesn't matter. But when you're talking about this, something that has been uh, a focal point in the NBA, something that has been the same for so long, like this would be the only professional organization that does it like this. This is what I think, especially the LeBron thing. I'm throwing that out the window. LeBron doesn't want it to change because LeBron's made it to eight straight or seven straight finals, and he knows that if the system changes, that'll be a little bit harder for him because his legacy is kind of not necessarily based on the fact that he's winning but that he's going so consistently. So that would hurt him a little bit if he's getting beat in conference finals technically. I think this is a great idea because – it just gets the best teams into the playoffs, and I know it's not necessarily ideal, and it would be different, but I think that's what's worked for the NBA, and that's why the NBA is kind of trending upward compared to other leagues, other professional sports leagues, because the NBA is willing to try things differently. They're willing to let their players be their players, and I mean, not every player might love the system, but I think that it would be nice if the West, when the West is better, has more teams in because those teams deserve to be in. Like, this year, the West is a lot better, but there's going to be a couple good teams or teams that are better than the bottom teams in the East that aren't going to make it. And that's that's just how it is. That's how it's always been. But it doesn't necessarily have to be this way. And I just think that changing this system would make it for more entertaining playoffs. And I would I would enjoy watching it. I feel like a better idea, and this is just something I've been thinking about uh, since since this has come up, um, possibly just a league realignment, maybe not having the East and the West, but still having conferences, um, not particularly the East and West, just because how the league is aligned now, the only like the Pelicans could go into the East, possibly, uh, with them being so close to Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really off the top of my head. That's the only team that I could see going to the East. So league Memphis is in the West, and that one's weird too. Yeah, Memphis could possibly go to the uh, East, but then again, you're just adding another bad team. No, yeah, this rebuild it doesn't um, really help the East at all. No, but the Pelicans would. I feel like the Pelicans coming to the East would help. Uh, the Pel the Pelicans would probably be like a five seed. In exa- the East. Exactly. So league realignment is probably the one thing that I could, I would, I would rather see a league realignment rather than a abolishment of the conferences. Blow it up in a hole. I just, I don't know. I I like the idea of being your conference champion and not just you're, just you're going in, 
and possibly playing a West team in the in the playoffs. Uh, that's in, the in thing, though. If that this system would make it so every year you would get the just the best two teams playing. Like you don't get just LeBron's team and whoever's the best team in the West. You get the best two teams. So like we would maybe see a Houston Golden State Finals, which would in turn be more entertaining than a Houston Cleveland Finals or a Golden State Cleveland Finals, and that would be a lot better for the NBA too. I understand it would be weird at first probably, and it would take some time to figure it out. But I think ultimately it would be the right move. I do. I don't think it would. I I don't think it would be a bad move. I I just I don't I personally I just don't want to see it happen that way. Um, you are going to have more teams tank then. That is something that we're gonna have to worry about because. If the, let's just look at the Pistons for example. Well, the NBA if, has already made rules to try to prevent tanking, so they're kind of that would kind of counterbalance maybe. Yeah, I know. I, what I'm just saying is like you have a lot of teams in the East that are up for contention every year at the trade for deadline, sure, for and sure. so like a team like the Pistons who was just on the outside looking in made a big move. That doesn't happen in the in the league if if you change everything, and I guess vice versa. You have it the other way with the West teams; they yeah. uh, will be looking to. Uh, add some pieces at the right, deadline. Right. So maybe you wouldn't get more teams uh tanking, I guess. Uh but that that might be an issue that comes up when you're when you're thinking about it. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I as a Pistons fan, I would like to see it stay the same just because I would <laughs> like to be able to have the Pistons get into the playoffs <laughs> in the in the bad east, which it's not as bad as people think it is. I'm just saying that right now. The East is not as bad as a lot of people think it is. It is on the up and up. Uh, we'll see. It's coming up. We'll see. Speaking of the up and up, LeBron James, go to Philly. Yes, yes. I would love to see LeBron go to Philly. He and Ben Simmons working together, I don't know how that would work. He can convince him to shoot right-handed. He could. He could tell him, hey, you are shooting with the wrong hand. He could, you need to like, listen. He's yeah. like, I'm LeBron. Listen to me. Shoot with your right hand. Yeah. I bet it works. I guarantee it works. He He's definitely shooting with the wrong hand. But, he, yeah. he's, he's attempted 10 threes this year. I, look, I looked it up the, uh, last he really? night. He's only attempted 10 threes. And he hasn't made any. Oh, a 10. A- absolutely, because yeah. he's shooting wrong with the wrong hand. Yeah. But the reason LeBron going to Philly comes up is because just a few hours ago, I think uh, Darren Rovell tweeted that there was a series of billboards in Cleveland, put up by a Philly company that like oh they were put up in Cleveland. They were in Cleveland. Oh, I didn't know they were up they in were, Cleveland. They I thought Cleveland. they were up in Philly. Okay, yeah, and it's like complete the process. It had a yeah. picture of a court that had like LeBron, Dario, Rocco, uh, Embiid, and Simmons. Which just so just so listeners out there can know this, the shortest person in that lineup is LeBron at six eight. Yeah, so I think Covington's six eight too, but yeah, it's just better to say LeBron's yeah. the shortest in the yeah. starting lineup. But that's insane. That's yeah. that you're short. Like just think that, of what that's LeBron like the, that's do. Bucks three You've you've skipped two oh, already. Yeah. That's Bucks three That starting lineup. Just think of the what what you could do with that team, LeBron. He could help Joel Embiid. Hopefully, maybe he could figure out something. He could be like, look. This is how you stay healthy. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He can maybe talk to Markel Fultz and be like, this is how you're not an idiot. This is how you shoot a basketball. Speaking of Markel, he showed me earlier today. I think he... Uh, he's starting to find it. Starting to find a shot again. It's coming back. He's only shooting uh, turnaround jumpers, so it it's, makes me think, is he only ever going to shoot turn- turnaround jumpers in the NBA? Like When he's at the free throw line, is he going to shoot a turnaround jumper at the free throw it's, line? It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen for a guy coming back from an injury. Just, just shooting turnaround the jumpers. The only videos I see are him taking turnaround jumpers. Yeah. But he's th- he's making them, and mm-hmm. they don't look weird. No, they don't They don't look as weird as they were <laughs> two months ago, which I'm I'm very glad about. I'm glad he's not going to end up – I'm hoping he's not going to end up being a bust. We hope he's not a but, bust. Yeah, he, his shot's looking better, and hey – Phillies, Philly, they dropped last night uh, their game against Washington, the, yeah. uh, the Wizards. Yeah, who look amazing without John Wall. Brad Beal's a baller, hey, tr- man. Hey, Washington, if you want Reggie Jackson, we'll swap him for you. They're both, they I both, think they both should. like getting injured. So trade him straight up. It's fine. Straight up, we'll even throw you a second round pick. We might and Ellenson. Maybe. We'll throw in Ellenson. You guys need some bigs because Gortat's going to retire soon. You can, yeah, yeah. So, it's fine. <sighs> I mean, I think it's a win-win for both teams. It's a steal for you know? Washington. Yeah, <laughs> steal. You're getting rid of John Wall, who hates his teammates. Just subtweet. I think he ESPN. hates his teammates because yeah. his teammates realize that they're better without him. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, that'll happen. So, that'll happen. Yeah. All right. So we want to move on to football. There was a big. Just talk about it quickly. The Rams. Oh yeah, the, Mar- the Marcus Peters trade. Yeah, they 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 they, dra- uh, they traded for the most uh, insane uh, NFL player. One of in the, the more interesting players in the league. Yeah, for sure. Say, but also one least. of the most talented. I think he might bring his own flags to throw at officials this year. Well, I don't. I hope not. Uh, I, th- I hope Sean McVay can be like, hold on, little buddy. Yeah. Calm down. But it's a good addition for the Rams. Uh, they great. were they great trade. Yeah, they were a top. Uh, about top 12 defense, uh, passing defense last year, and just adding another corner to that. Uh, they're uh, the cor- uh, They have a corner who's uh, going to be a free agent this year. They might not bring back it. Um, Name's slipping right Tremaine now. Johnson. Tremaine Johnson. Yeah, he's yep. uh, he's a free agent. They might not bring him back. Hopefully, they bring. Yeah, him back. if they bring him back, uh, the NFC West is going to be solid this year if they if they're able to bring back that defense that they had. They have the best defensive player. They have the the best defensive player in the league, league. reigning depoy, mm-hmm. and then you add another Connor, Connor Bar Connor Barwin, right? No, um, oh um, Aaron Donald, Aaron okay. Donald, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was close. I get close. Them mix, I get them mixed up all the time. Yeah, but, I get that. Yeah, maybe maybe Mark Marin, but. Mm-hmm. but no, I think They're I good. think this team is uh, Goff's going to be Goff is coming into his own. Girl, I mean, this team is so young that. Oh yeah, I think we. I don't. I don't. I mean, the head coach is so young. He's thirty-two. Too. I think. Yeah, I, I think we forget about how young this team actually is, yeah. and they just they went from being one of the worst teams in the league yeah. uh, two years ago to making it to the playoffs and d- fall into the Falcons, who are coming off the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're gonna. I mean, it's it's tough. The, the Falcons were tough to play. It was this year. it was a tough game, for but, sure. You had home field advantage in a in a playoff game, so you might be able to attract some free agents to come. You have one of the best running backs in the league. You just I, last year he was the best. He had all, the most all around yards. Sammy Watkins is, sort of came into his own last year. I don't know year. if he's coming back though. He's oh yeah, agent. he is a free agent. I don't and I don't we'll think see. they picked up the option. Cooper Cup is good. Cooper Cup, yep. Kenny the, or no, not Kenny Brett. Uh, Robert Woods was really good last year, so they look pretty solid. The Los Angeles Bills, I'm telling you, <laughs> the Los solid. Angeles Bills. They're watch solid. out for yeah, those gonna, guys. Yeah, they're I think they're going to be solid. Uh, you have two very talented, two of the best talents at their position alone, and now Peters. I, yeah, and I think I think um, Gurley did win Offensive Player of the Year this year. I'm and, pretty sure. Yeah, and Donald won Defensive yeah, Player of the Year this year. So that's pretty good. So you got something, LA. and. You only gave up a fourth round pick this year and a second round pick next year, so yeah, LA fans rejoice. Yes, you you do. It get could be the, much worse. Yeah, it could be worse, <laughs> but you do get the the, the trouble, nutcase. The, yeah, the nutcase Marcus Peters as For well sure. as the great defensive players Marcus yeah, Peters. So it's just seeing what you can get out of them. I, I think feel like the Chiefs might be rebuilding at this point. I mean, they're trading. I mean, they they're rebuilding on the cannon of an arm of Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't think they're, they're, they're probably gonna. Dip a little bit. Yeah, they, sh- uh, they probably. I will. don't know if they'll make the playoffs next year in the West. In the, uh, they're in the AFC. The AFC West is going to be good, especially mm-hmm. if the Broncos land a quarterback. They can. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks out there. I don't think they can. I mean, uh, it was just reported today that Keenum's not getting a franchise tag from yep. the Vikings. So that's going to be something nice to nice to see. Uh, there's there are there's a lot of there's a lot of openings out there. Unfortunately, there's not one in Jacksonville after Bortles just got a five-year or three-year, $54 million. I just want to know who saw this guy, Blake Bortles, play. And, like, yes, I want you to sit down, sign a three-year, was it three years, 54? Yeah, so it's 18 mil a year. And it's, like, 21's guaranteed. I would not have, I wouldn't have guaranteed a single dollar of that contract. He played maybe five good games last year. If that, I've never seen a player miss so many open throws as an NFL quarterback. He has moments. He has moments. I will give yeah. him that. But this is it's gonna be his fifth year in the league next you year. You gotta go after someone else. At least get someone in there. Like bring in Lamar you Jackson. But bring the, in someone what, else. What, what surprises me is you didn't even need to give him this extension this early. You could have waited another year. Yeah, you could have waited because you could have just picked up his eighteen million dollar option this year. If you're gonna pay said, him that anyway, hey, we're just gonna. We're gonna give you the option this year. We'll see how it goes. We might. We're. I. I still won't I be. Su- I. I. I would be surprised if they don't end up drafting a quarterback in like the second round because. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know where they really have to improve on in the draft right oh, now. Oh, they're like, that, set. That's, that's on, what I mean. Def- many defensive, defensively, maybe add some depth in a, in a couple yeah, positions. Yeah, they're great on defense. They have a their stacked, offensive line is great. Their wide receivers are good. Allen Robinson's coming off a torn ACL, but he is a free agent. Allen Hearns. 
Alan Hearns. They had a couple guys break out. D.D. Westbrook. Westbrook's good. Keon Cole. D- I, think I don't think D.D. Westbrook played many games this year, though. He played a couple, and when he played, he did mm-hmm. he did well. The Jags are set up beautifully. Who, who was it that they had? Justin Blackman from Oklahoma State? <laughs> they drafted Blackman. Blackman. Yeah, has and been then in the he. I think he years. played like a year, and then yeah, just, that guy was a disaster. Stopped. Yeah. Okay. I thought that's what that's yeah, what his name. He was, was good at OK State, though. Yeah. Um, Another trade, though, switching sports. Uh, we'll just touch on the JD Martinez trade or signing. I guess. Oh yeah. The JD Martinez signing in, with Boston. Uh, what is it? Five years, one hundred ten million. I think it's a good signing for the Red Sox. Great, uh, great move. It's. I think it's going to be great for the AL East again. You have you have the Yankees and Red Sox. You have the Yankees and at Red the height Sox of their again. powers. You got your Baltimore Orioles jersey on. They're not going to be very. They're good not going to be year. good. Let's go, no. Manny playing shortstop though. That's exciting. Manny getting traded to the Yankees. Ah, I would cry maybe a little bit on the inside, but that'd be a really good team. Would, I mean. I don't think there's any way I wouldn't take them no. to win. The, the, the AL is going to be really good this year. Yeah, the you Yankees have, I mean, made you, another good trade too. You, actually. you have you realistically have three of the top five teams in in baseball, in uh, Boston, New York, and Houston. They are in the West. Who Houston? Yeah, Houston's in the AL though. I mean, I, oh I, yeah, no, I'm AL. just saying the AL. I thought you said no. AL East. No, no, I was no, no, really no, no, confused. No, no, no. no, yeah, that's the, on me. Just the AL. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Stay woke. No, um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's made up. Stay woke. Um, Hashtag Atlanta season two next week. Anyways, it's this week it's Thursday. Is it March first? Oh shit, that is. Come on, my bad. Come on, man. Stay I don't woke. Even, I don't even watch the show. I when forget I know the. That. I forget the days sometimes. But no, I think the. I. I. I, <laughs> I think. I think it's good for us Tigers fans too because there's not going to be a lot of Tigers games we're going to want to watch. Oh god, no. And the Yankees and the Red Sox play on ESPN about. 75% of the At time this year. At least 75% of the time. So we're going to be able to watch good teams play in the AL. The Yankees have the Yankees and the Red Sox have are two of the top 3 outfields in the league now. Like that's For sure. that's crazy. For I think sure. I think Boston's number 1. I'd take the Brewers number 2. And then the Yankees. And then the Yankees because the only reason they I'm could, taking the Yankees third is because of the strikeouts. They're going to strike out over 600 times as an outfield. But <laughs> earthquake going on. Yeah, over weird there weird noise, but uh yeah. The Yankees, they're going to be good. The Boston Red Sox should be good. It's going to be an exciting baseball season. Um, yeah. Uh, Otani is making his debut. That's exciting. He's hitting today, not pitching. Oh, okay. He pitched one and a third the other day. Yeah, he, d- he gave up a home run, but he also struck a couple guys out. Yeah. It's hey, his first. Everybody gives He's up 23. Dinger. Everybody gives up dingers. I'm excited. Yes. It's going to be a big year, I think. Yeah, I think this year is going to actually be really fun, and it's nice. It like be. I said, as a Tigers fan. Not gonna have to worry about much. No expectations, people. No, yeah, hey, go out and lose every game if you want. Leonis Martin, go win MVP. I don't yeah. care. Miguel Cabrera, go well, get traded. You. Go, yeah, no, I want. I, I would like to see him st- just stay a Tiger for life. I just need some more prospects. Yeah, I'd we, like to see it, but if you can get that thirty mil off the books, mm-hmm. get it. Out it, of it there. would be nice, but actually, I want <laughs> more than anything. I just want Jordan Zimmerman to stop touching the pitcher's mound. At Comerica Park, just get him out of there, please, ASAP. He was good for a month, two years ago. Oh yeah, he's, he was yeah. good for April. He was like a <laughs> Cy Young candidate in April. Yeah, and then it's just it. It's been awful ever since. Yep, not good. Very very bad. Uh, let's move on to college basketball. We haven't talked a lot of college basketball this year. Remember how I told you Noah was fired up about a couple of things? Well, this is number two. Yes. Do you um, think? So Yahoo might, had a Yahoo, might yell. Yahoo had a ears. report this past week um, about uh, they had an FBI investigation going on, uh, and they have uh, some art or some stuff on some players uh, getting some cash from this ASM agency who I had never heard of before this uh, before these allegations have come up, and one of the players on the on the list was Miles Bridges. Um, but it wasn't actually him. You would have thought that Miles Bridges took a million dollars. Yeah, from, from these the guys. way this has been reported by ESPN and Yahoo, you would think because he's on every front page. He's oh on, yeah, like every article, the thumbnail is Miles Bridges. Yep. You would think that he got so much money, which oh wasn't the case at all. He his mother supposedly got four hundred dollars, 
and was paid and uh, had a seventy dollar meal dinner. paid. Yeah. By the way, just a little side note: that agent sucks at bribing people. It's awful. I could have went to Miles Bridges and said, <laughs> "Hey, here's four hundred bucks. Go to I have four hundred dollars to bribe Miles Bridges with." This company gave out seventy three. Now, I they they said that the the miles uh, that the money given to Miles isn't uh, there wasn't any wrongdoing there. So I can't say with certainty that the money that I'm going to mention now was given out, but this has not been discredited yet by any organization. So Dennis Smith, he got $70,000. Do you know what's weird? A week ago, the NC State coach came out and said, we were absolutely not involved in this. We have not cheated in any way. This is a, this is a new uh, head coach, actually, this year. I know it is. Yeah, they yeah. came from UNC Wilmington. I yeah, think. Godfrey er, was the old coach mm-hmm. that so, it would have happened under, but mm-hmm. still, it's he like swore that the, the university wasn't involved. Bad look for the university, yeah. but he, he there's nothing he can do. He's just trying to do his job. Isaiah Whitehead, uh, you know who he is, right? I, I do. But sure. He went don't. to Seton Hall. Yeah. Uh, he supposedly got $37,000. Tim Quarterman. Tim Quarterman. Who, ben Simmons' buddy. Yep. He got $16,000. Diamond Stone, when he was a freshman at Maryland, he got $14,000. This is all from the Yahoo report. My uh, guy. Somebody named Bam. wonder who that is. Um, <laughs> he got $12,000 when he played at Kentucky last year. Um, it also there's a there's a later reference to Adebayo that says he received thirty six thousand dollars. Bam, getting Markel Fultz, broken jumper Markel. Hey, he got ten thousand dollars from the report, and every single person is focusing on the four hundred dollar uh, tra- uh, money transfer that was put into Miles's mother's account that. Oh, actually didn't happen. There's a very similar thing with Malcolm Brogdon, too, where his mom was taken to dinner, and it was like a $60 meal, and he's listed in all of these because of a $60 meal. But the FBI wiretap got Sean Miller on the phone talking about $100,000. Has literal proof for DeAndre Ayton. And Emmert said, Emmert is the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert said, this is on Arizona now. He's not punishing anybody. He's not going to punish anybody for this. That's ridiculous. Which is insane. He has proof that Sean Miller, like, we need a hundred thousand dollars to get DeAndre Ayton. Yes, there's and there he <laughs> what he hasn't came out and said anything like that's not what we were talking about no. at all. You can't like say that we were talking about something else. But hey, Bill Simmons is totally right. Hundred K for hundred K for for one year at Ayton. That's that's a steal. I think every NBA team would love to have that. Yeah. But no, this it's. It's so frustrating with everything that has gone on uh, since the Nasser yeah. since the Nasser ruling. Everything that has gone on since then with Izzo and D'Antonio and all these, and I hate to say I hate to go after them, but all these Michigan fans that I see on my Twitter timeline, yeah, going um, after Michigan or Michigan State when listen. Y'all got no room to talk. Because I'm, of fa- I'm not saying you. I'm going to be honest. No, Michigan hey, fans are the worst. They're the worst. I right am now. one, and yes. they're the worst always. You had and, y- like let's not like <laughs> let's not forget you had the Fab Five incident. Listen, like I'm not I, I'm not saying this I'm not saying it's any yeah. worse or like it's not it's not any. Different. I agree. But what, I I, agree. what I'm saying is don't come at don't come at us saying that we're we're the dirty school over here. This is when this you is, had yeah. player after player get caught for doing that. This is in multiple years. This is the first time anything paying wise has ever, or paying your players wise, that has ever come out with Michigan State, and it was with an NBA agent. You think Michigan State was was telling agents, "Hey, take him, <laughs> take him out to lunch, try to this sweet is, talk yeah. him to get him to go to the NBA. We don't want him to come back after he was freshman of the year in the, in the Big Ten last year. It we don't want him. It doesn't make sense. That's the thing that I I want to say is Michigan fans. I am one, but I don't do this. It really bugs me that this is a Michigan versus Michigan State issue because it's not, and neither was the Nasser stuff. None of this is Michigan. Like, stop trying to find ways to demean this school because you like the other one. Yes. That's just stupid. This has nothing to do with them. Not Even at all. Even if Miles Bridges' mom did take $400, whatever, that's not that bad compared to $100,000 that DeAndre Ayton's getting. Yeah. Compared and to some, that's, like, and it's like, not from the school. Nobody, it's from an agent. There's, there's not many people talking about it. They talked about it, like, I think they talked about it on College Game Day the other day. But, like, they're still talking about that $100,000 that Sean Miller's bribing DeAndre Ayton to come and get. 
in the same breath that they're talking about Miles Bridges it's, yeah. getting 400 bucks. Yeah. And it's, it's not even him getting it. It was his mom. Exactly. And his mom got a dinner paid for, and you're going to rip her for not splitting. Yeah. Hey, it, it, is a, it, is a, it is against the rule it to is. let them pay the whole tab, but what, what's she it's spo- what? $70. Yes. We, she'll pay it back. The the rule is, I, I um, heard this on the One the one Shining podcast, the Ringer podcast, um, that the NCAA says if it's under $200, you can like pay it back to a charity. You don't need, like you don't get even get a, like a violation or anything like that. You just have to pay that money back to a charity. Izzo, just give Bridges a couple dollars to pay it back. It's don't do that. that. Don't do oh, that. No, 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 bad no, idea. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, but yeah, it's just it's, it's dumb. It, yeah, it's I very agree. it's very frustrating seeing like if it wasn't. I I, I firmly believe that if it wasn't for the, the yeah, stuff that yeah, came yeah, out yeah, with yeah. with Izzo and D'Antonio and the sexual assault stuff, I I. I wholeheartedly believe that Miles Bridges gets swept under the rug. I mean, stop making it a Michigan, Michigan State issue. Dennis Smith got seventy thousand dollars, and I have not heard a peep from anybody about that. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I it's 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 insane. one of the weirdest incidents that's listed on there is uh, Tony Bradley from North Carolina, the center from North Carolina last yeah, year. Yeah, the agency after he co- after he declared for the draft. Throw him a pizza party, and he's listed on there. So like, that's it's really weird that North Carolina is in the report. But that, it's that's funny. A, that's another thing I want to talk about too. Like, uh, the like, okay, Miles's mom went uh and had a meeting with this agent mm-hmm. because he was thinking about going pro. Do you do you think that like none of these players like go out and have these meetings with agents? Because like you you're you, allowed to meet with an like, agent. Like you understand that. Like when they when they sign right after when they sign with an agent right after they declare for the draft, they didn't just like call him up and like, "Hey, you want to be my agent?" You seem cool. Yeah, yeah. you seem like a nice guy. <laughs> no, they've been meeting with these guys. You're allowed to. You yeah. just can't like let them pay for things. Yeah, and that's the only reason his mom is listed. No, yeah, I, I get that. But, but people, I, I've it's seen people not saying, even remotely no. in the same ballpark as no. other other schools of an actual school talking about bribing a player. For a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, That's this is an agency. Huge. This is an agency. This isn't a Michigan State thing. Yeah. This is an agency yeah. Yeah. thing. For sure. So that's. I told that's, you Noah's gonna fire it up. We're gonna we're gonna calm him down now by wrapping it up by talking about the Oscars that are coming up. The this Oscars weekend. on Sunday. We're a movie podcast now. We are obviously a movie podcast. We've talked about movies two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. So we are now the Jen and Jello movie pod. Yep. Um. So we're gonna go over just five main categories and lots make of, our predictions. Lots of movies up for best picture. Don't Nine. Know, don't know how you're even gonna vote on one. That that could be. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that. So we're gonna go over best picture, lead actor, lead actress, best supporting actor, and best supporting actress. We'll do best picture last. Okay. Since that's the best category. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start out with actor in a leading role. Yeah. Best actor in a leading role. The nominees are. Timothy Chalamet. I don't know how to something. say. It. I don't care. It's something. Uh, Chalamet. That's it. I knew. I know that. I Call know. me by your name. Daniel Day Lewis and Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya and Get Out. Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington. Weird one. Roman J. Israel Esquire. Yeah. What do you think, Noah? It's hard for me not to go with a Daniel Day Lewis movie. Yeah. He's. Solid and he's almost, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's retiring for a few years, and someone's gonna give him a call in probably twenty twenty one. Gonna call him in twenty twenty one, be like, "Hey, got this awesome movie we want you to do. You're gonna win another Oscar for it. Just <laughs> you just wanna just give give us a few mo- few moments of your time." You going Daniel Day Lewis? I'm, I'm probably gonna go Daniel Day Lewis in this okay. one. I love Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Get Out. Yeah, he's awesome, but it's I don't think he's he's. I don't know. He's still a little too new. That'd be fantastic yeah. if he won. Yes. But I think I'm also going to go Daniel Day-Lewis. It's He's said it's his last movie. It's very possible that, much like this movie, where Paul Thomas Anderson is like, hey, I'm doing this movie, and I want you to work with me on it. I want you to help me write it. I want you to be very involved in it. And also, by the way, you're probably going to get nominated for an Oscar because that's just what you do. Exactly. I think that will play into it uh, there's a lot of buzz around gary oldman but i feel like playing winston churchill or playing like a world war ii general has to get old at some point and i think this is a year that happens daniel day lewis lead actor best actress in a leading role sally hawkins hawkins 
The Shape of Water, Francis McDormand, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Wow. Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep, The Post. It's like Meryl Streep's 100th Oscar nom. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. She's nominated every year. All right. Uh, I liked Margot Robbie a lot in, uh, in I, Tanya. She was good. She's... And I love almost every movie she does. She's incredible. I think, and I think she's she, gorgeous. Yes. When, ever since I've seen her in Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. I think I don't think I've ever seen her perform poorly. I she was in Suicide like, Squad, but she was she great. She was great. She was one of the, the bright spots. For her sure. and Will Smith were the bright spots of Absolutely. The movie. But yeah, I'm my nod's gonna go to Margot Robbie on that one. Okay. I'm gonna go Frances McDormand for lead actress. She's won the Golden Globe. She won the Gold, not the Golden Globe. I was gonna say Emmy, but that's a TV award. She won. She's been winning the awards, and she all was, of the awards. She was really good in Three Billboards. I I just find it hard to see anyone else. I liked Margot a lot. I think Saoirse Ronan was good, but I don't think that she was the good part of the movie. I'll get to that, and I just think Frances McDormand runs away with this one. So, actor in a supporting role, we got Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project, Woody Willem. Harrelson in Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World, which he wasn't supposed to actually be in because of Kevin Spacey. They, they did had to the reshoot. And he was nominated for an Oscar. He was that good. And Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards as well. So, two Three Billboards actors. I'm going to go with Woody Harrelson on this one, uh, mostly because I watched White Men Can't Jump this weekend <laughs> and dressed up as him on Saturday night. To go to a party, um, that that's all you need. To so know. he, no, I I thought he had a pretty good performance. I that as well. He, I liked uh, uh, him and Rockwell together was uh, good, good. It was yeah, it, it was it good. Was, I, but I'm gonna give the nod to Harrelson on that one. The only sad thing is that Woody, spoiler alert, wasn't in it for very long. Yeah, but I'm gonna go Rockwell from Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. He he was phenomenal in this movie. Like he. Francis McDormand was great. I think Sam Rockwell was even better. He was this not very good guy. And then you kind of see him. Woody Harrelson helps him realize that he necessarily isn't isn't a horrible person. And he's just he was really, really, really good in this movie. And he played it perfectly. I think he gets that, that nod for sure. Uh, last actor... Um Award we will talk about here. Uh, actress in a supporting role. Mary J. Blige in Mudbound. Allison Janney, I, Tanya, Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. And Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. Um, probably not going to go Allison uh, Janney on this one because she plays yeah. the same exact character. She's in, always the same person. About, she's just a terrible mother in like everything. Yeah, she was exactly. In a, she was in a TV show on CBS called Mom. Yeah, And, and she, she was, was a, a bad, bad mom. mom. So and then this, she's a bad mom. She just has a fake bird. It's not. It's a very redundant role for yeah. her, and I don't yeah. think it was that great. Uh, I think you and I are on the same uh, wavelength here. I think we're both going to go with Lori Metcalf from Lady Bird. I think we we both enjoyed her her uh, performance and surprised that she maybe didn't get the leading role. Uh, she has a nomination. She hasn't been getting a lot of buzz and it doesn't make any sense to me because she's so much better she's the much better mom out of the two movies i tanya and ladybird and people love ladybird and saoirse ronan isn't she was good but laurie metcalf carries every scene that she's in she's really good as the mom dealing with her daughter and she just steals every scene I think she deserves it. I will be. I will honestly be sad if she doesn't because, Allison Janney, no, just no. Who won the uh, Golden Globe? Allison Janney. Did. She did. Okay. Yeah. It'll be tough. Unfortunately, to, it'll be tough to see. So finally, we're gonna wrap it up with Best Picture. The Big Dog. Uh, we got Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Three Billboards, Shape of Water, The Post, and Phantom Thread. I'm gonna give you my. What my brain thinks is going to happen, and what my heart desperately wants to happen. Um, three billboards will probably win. It was honestly the best movie, one of the best movies I saw this year. It was really good. I I don't think the backlash about the movie makes a lot of sense. Like, 
I don't know. It's it's weird that this movie is facing like race type backlash because that doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Honestly, the movie was fantastic, and obviously, this isn't very hard to guess what my heart wants to win. Get out. Jordan Peele needs that Oscar. What an incredible win that would be for Jordan Peele for Daniel Kaluuya. Everybody, everybody involved. I just want to. I don't really know what else to say about it. I want it to happen so desperately. I feel. I feel, I feel the same way with you. I think Three Billboards is probably going to run away with it again, like they did with the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, just the performances in that movie were spectacular from everybody. It was, there, there's yeah. no, there's no part of the movie where there's no, there was no, uh, performance in that movie that I thought what like took it down a notch at right. all. I thought everything that was in that movie was, was perfect. And so I'm, I'd probably give the nine to three billboards as well. Um, yeah, uh, the post, the post is probably personally my second favorite. Really? I, I like I thought that was I thought that was great. I love I love Stre- uh, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. I think they're great in all the movies they do, and so and I'm I'm a history guy. So okay. seeing it, it that's that's sort of where I am on it. I've I've actually heard that there's rumblings where it might come down to Get Out and Dunkirk. Weirdly enough, I personally enjoyed Dunkirk. A lot of people that I know that saw it didn't. I think it was really good, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, Harry Styles was good. In he it. was fantastic. He was good, but. In the year of 2018, we stay woke. So you know that means we have to vote for Get Out. Get Out. Win the Oscar, please. Do it for us. If it's not for this one, at least... For the culture. Peel's second movie. At least give him one for a second. Just let's do it. Get Out. Knocked it out of the park. First try. That's all I got to say. Long show today. Longer than our last two. We definitely... We didn't... We when we both walked in here today, we said we don't have a lot to talk about, and yet we are at fifty-two minutes right now. We started now. we started talking, and then we just we kept just talking. we just kept going. I ranted on a couple things that went on for a little while, and yeah, I, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's do that. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, we'll, uh, we won't see you next week. Spring actually. break. Spring break. Going back home for yeah, spring break. Take a, take a week off. Take a week off. You're not going to be able to hear us again. I know. It's but uh, if you've missed any of our podcasts, we have our SoundCloud up. Uh, you can check out any of our old podcasts on there. You can check out our Twitters. We got at Real Noah Jensen with a G. At Bruh Starks, B-R-U-H. Yep. You can check out our Twitters. We're always tweeting. Nonsense. Fire, fire tweets. Fire constantly. nonsense. So if you want to check those out, you can. But... Yeah, that's going to do it for us now. We'll see you in two weeks. Adios.